0: Welcome to You Love to See It, a podcast where we watch movies and TV shows and then tell you all about them. This week is a special treat. It's a very, very special treat. We are watching 1995's Superhero Camp Fest, Batman Forever. I'm Danielle Riendo, and I am here with two of my forever friends, LB Hunk Tears. Hello. Thank you. I'm your forever
1: friend. I'm so <laughs> moved by that.
0: That's right. And Mary Kay.
2: Hey. Um... Did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen? I'm just. I'm hearing a lot of people saying this, okay? I, I just, did you know?
0: Did you know? Did you know that this movie has the best soundtrack of all time, but half of the songs aren't even in the movie? It's upsetting a little bit, but still incredible and good. Um. So I'll read the film description and then I will start with my usual starter question. So <clears throat> it's straight from Wikipedia. Batman Forever is a 1995 American superhero film directed by Joel Schumacher and produced by Tim Burton, based on the DC Comics character Batman, a sequel to the 1992 film Batman Returns and the third installment of Warner Brothers' initial Batman series. It stars Val Kilmer, replacing Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne in Batman, alongside Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, Michael Gauch and Pat Hingle. My question to both of you, my forever friends, is how much Batman do you have in your life and how does this compare for, to you, uh, to the Tim Burton movies, which were maybe less gay, but still a lot of fun, and the like later Nolan and terrible DC movies?
1: Albie, would you like I have, to start? Sure, I have basically no Batman in my life like on a regular <laughs> basis. I have a lot of, like, Joker memes in my life. um, Sure. Because it's, you know, 2020. That's what we do. (laughs) But I was never, like, very big into Batman as a youth. Uh, The, yeah, uh, this is, like, the most I think I've ever enjoyed Batman, is Batman Forever. Uh, (laughs) In terms of, like, compared to the Tim Burton and the other stuff, this is, like... I I can't even say this is more my speed, because this is a speed that I am not, like, I'm not calibrated to go this speed. The speed is too Chad for me, (laughs) but... Good. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, my, that's my thing about this, is I feel like if we're comparing, like, the Schumacher movies to the Nolan movies, it is the Chad versus Virgin meme.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I actually think it's a little gayer than that, but... I'll, I'll go after... Oh, I mean after. a gay Chad. Gay Chad. Okay, I can see that. I can absolutely yeah. see a very gay Chad versus virgin. Uh, Merritt, how about you? How much Batman mm-hmm. is in your life, and how does this compare for you mm. to the other Batmans?
2: I think this might have been the first Batman movie that I actually saw when it was released, because sure. I would have been like... Yeah, I think I would have been around the age, especially because this movie was intentionally... Made to be like more family friendly than the past two because like Batman Returns was PG thirteen, but like you had kids like coming out of that movie crying because it was <laughs> too <Yeah>. scary. <laughs> uh, it was scary, and so yeah, like Warner Brothers. with this one was like, well, those ones did good, but we think they could have done better. So uh, it has to be less scary and more bright and um, just more goofy. And so we got this, and uh, I think I was like kind of into Batman as a kid. Um, I don't know, just you know, Batman as a character like sucks in a lot of ways. But I think yeah. um, if you're just like getting into comics, it's kind of cool because it's like, oh, he doesn't have powers; he's just like this guy. Um, but he solves things by being smart or by punching people, but often by like outthinking people which I think is a way more interesting quality in like most fictional heroes than just like being strong and powerful, right? Yeah. Um, Because you're like, oh, I could do that too, maybe, if I were smart. Um, So yeah, like this was probably the first one I really saw. Um, I didn't really get totally on board with the Nolan flicks. I think I only saw the second one, which was the one that like everyone saw. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Batman Begins or the one with Bane, but I have seen every scene where Bane talks. Um, <laughs> I think the Bane voice is like one of the greatest inventions of um, the 2010s. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's... um. So this was sort of like my first big screen introduction to Batman. The Batnipples, uh, yeah. Chris O'Donnell as Robin, and um, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, it was interesting to come back to it. I don't think I had seen it since it was released.
0: Sure, sure. I um I've never had much Batman in my life either. Uh I've liked like I thought Arkham Asylum was an awesome game and you know like various things that have been very good or very interesting. I've I've sort of been like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty cool." Um I think this era, the Joel Schumacher era of Batman is probably my favorite uh, just because it's so unhinged and so, so, so queer-coded. Like, every other thing in this movie is, like, super queer-coded. And that goes as well for um, Batman and Robin. I think that one's even more unhinged, actually, even than this. Uh, That's the one that has, like, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze who just, like, speaks in puns and other kind of shit like that. And I kind of, like... Yeah, that zaniness, that like neon, uh, that very, very high camp, especially in the in the hands of a director who like slept with some record number of men and like loves to brag about it is oh 30, great. It's yeah. kind of great. Okay. We have to talk
2: we have to talk about Joel Schumacher. Um and we can we can wait a little bit or we can just jump in now because I have some like incredible yeah. quotes from him. Um, I mean, it's interesting because his career, he has made a lot of movies that did really well at the box office, but that critics hated. And um, even his earlier films like St. Elmo's Fire, uh, there's an interview at the Vulture from last year where uh, I think that's where the the number quote comes from and a bunch of other things. But uh, Siskel and Ebert apparently did like two Sundays in a row. Uh, They did St. Elmo's Fire twice in a row for like the worst movies of 1985. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> and they were like so mad about it. And then they were like, well, we were both in college and nothing like this ever happened in college. And uh, Joel Schumacher screamed at the TV, this movie is about people who got laid, okay? <laughs> and uh, yeah, like yes. people. Um, Batman Forever had the highest opening, uh, highest grossing opening weekend in history in 1995. And uh, Charlie Rose had a whole segment on it. Uh, David Denby from New York. Janet Maslin Mm. from the New York Times and Stephen Schiff from the New Yorker all talked about how it was a terrible film that was bad for cinema. (laughs) And um, uh, Joel Schumacher was really, thought it was really funny that like, you know, he's like, oh, it's, that's great because like, well, everyone loves my stuff, but critics don't. And if you make things for critics, they'll fuck you anyway. So.
0: (laughs) Ah, Incredible. What,
2: what What a director. Yeah. I have a question. Is this a good movie? Ah! Uh, I think it's a serviceable movie.
0: Yeah, I think it's a like a wild campy ride that may not actually be of you know, particular quality. But it gets the job done enough to not just only be camp. At least, uh, that's what I think, at least after seeing it again.
2: Right. Uh, I mean, it's brought, up, brought us a lot of good things, right? Like, it, it brought us that music video for Kiss from a Rose. It, it <laughs> brought us, like, great audio and um, the yes. bad nipples and stuff. So, like, all those things, I think, are beyond question. But the question of, is this a good movie, is yeah. worth getting into. Because I think yeah. the answer is, like, kind of.
0: Yeah, Uh, so I guess we should discuss the the bones of the plot, such it is. Uh, The movie begins really, really kind of uh, in the middle of the action, which is pretty nice, actually. It doesn't go into, like, a long, you know, backstory or or anything like that. It's just sort of like, oh, my God, this is happening. Uh, There's there's sort of, like, it it starts in on, like, inserts and close-up shots of, like, hands and action happening. And, of course, uh, Two-Face, Tommy Lee Jones... Uh, unfortunate casting, to be honest. I mean, he has a lot of fun with the role, but as Marriott uh, pointed out the other night, he he was taking over the role from Billy Dee Williams, basically, which is
2: yeah, it's upsetting, a little sad um, yeah. that we didn't get uh, oh, that would have been so good, Billy Dee Williams yeah. here. Um, yeah, and uh, Tiny Lee Jones also, he's just doing Joker, like he's like yeah. yeah. Two Face isn't like that interesting a villain here because he's just like shitty Joker. Yeah. Um, also, before I forget this, I just, I want to, one more thing about the production oh, of please. Movie.
0: Go for it. Yeah. Uh,
2: apparently, Tommy Lee Jones was, like, really difficult to work with. Yeah. Um, so, like, Jim Carrey was, like, great, like, fantastic professional. And Tommy yeah. Lee was, like, really, like, um, really threatened by him. And apparently, Jim Carrey said that uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones once said, I hate you. I really oh. don't like you. I cannot oh. sanction your buffoonery. <laughs>
0: I sanction cannot your sanction
2: buffoonery. your buffoonery, sir.
1: I just pulled this up, <laughs> Barrett. Just as like before you oh. launched into this, I was like, "Oh shit, I need to get the the Jim Carrey Tommy Lee Jones story." Yeah, oh. it was. This was at a restaurant oh. where Jim Carrey approached him, sat like sat down, and said, "What's the problem?" And mm. then his answer to what the problem, what's the problem, is, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery." It's I, amazing. Right.
0: What the fuck? And these two. In the movie, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But the two of them are just... All they're trying to do is buffoonery. Like, that's the whole performance from both of them. And uh, Jim Carrey's a lot better at it, I think. Uh, I think that shows he's a much more compelling and interesting and fun villain here uh, with his, you know, Jim Carrey-ness and so on and so forth. And his, like, wild body language. And and Tommy Lee is just, like... His suit does more acting than he does, really. Like, to be honest.
1: I feel like the two people in this movie who really know what movie they're in are Jim Carrey and Nicole Kidman. Like, they Mm -hmm. understand what movie they're in. Nicole Kidman, like, opening the movie by being the horniest person (laughs) in the history. Like, this is 1995. This is the year Showgirls came out. And Nicole Kidman is giving that whole movie a run for its money in terms of just, like, sheer horniness.
2: Absolutely, like she's She's giving Eugenia Gershon,
1: she's giving Eugenia Gershon at the at the strip club, watching Naomi Malone. Except she's watching Batman run into a bank. (laughs) It's incredible.
0: Yeah, this is one of the horniest movies I feel like I've ever seen. It's like just in terms of sheer horny per square inch uh and we can get into more of that with uh my my main sort of feeling with this was a lot of the sort of queer coding and a lot of the butt shots but like we can get into that you know as we go uh so there's a there's a heist uh oh yeah go ahead go ahead oh sorry i just want to talk a
2: little more about the casting just to like set the stage yeah um so there was going to be a sequel to batman for uh to batman returns called batman continues which is a terrible (gasps) name for a movie (laughs)
1: That's an incredible uh, sequel Batman
2: name for, for Also, not a great name, but um, Robin Williams was going to be in Batman Continues. Um, so were Rene Russo and Marlon Wayans. Yeah. And, uh, so Rene Russo was initially cast as Nicole Kidman's character. and uh, oh. But at that point, Michael Keaton decided not to be in it anymore because he didn't like the direction it was going. And he turned down $15 million. Oh my God. Uh, So the other actors being considered for Bruce Wayne were Ethan Hawke, who said no, Uh, No. and then Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis, Rafe Fiennes, (gasps) Billy Baldwin, and Johnny Depp. Oh my god.
0: Johnny Depp? Val Kilmer signed on without reading the
2: script. And good. Good, Val. So. (laughs) King. Yeah, they, Yeah. uh, they cast Nicole Kidman, um... Billy Dee Williams, I think, like, wanted or like the, the, there's the possibility there, but uh, yeah. it didn't happen. Robin Williams was in discussions to be the Riddler.
0: Okay. And uh,
2: Michael Jackson also really wanted to be the Riddler.
0: Huh. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that, which was kind of in the midst of a lot of bad things that he was doing at the time and it being found out to some degree. So, uh, yeah, I can and imagine. Then, uh,
2: finally, then um, we can move on. Marlon Wayans had been cast in the role of Robin, which would have been wild. Wow. Uh, and they also considered Leo and uh, eventually settled on Chris O'Donnell. What a choice. They tried to I... get a cameo for Bono, but then they couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> oh, they, couldn't, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't they fit couldn't Bono in. They just couldn't fit him in, you know?
2: So, so with that, I think we can move on to the f- actual the movie itself.
0: I made mean, it! I think this one deserves the backstory because it sounds like it's almost as fun to learn about the things in the production of this movie as the movie, which is as it should be. One last
2: detail that I want to just make, because this is buckwild to me. So we talked about how um, Warner Brothers was like, oh, uh, it could have done better. And um, it made 150 million less than the first movie. (laughs) And then McDonald's told them, Batman Returns was inappropriate for children. So they're like, oh, okay, um, Tim Burton, get out of here. Come on, Joel Schumacher. Because McDonald's was like, we can't sell toys of this
0: oh we live in hell yeah, yeah that's yeah. incredible that's truly incredible and then of course Joel Schumacher went on to make the gayest movie of all time so who's who's to say really
1: but how woke of McDonald's to just be like there's two we know we can't sell violence we can sell Batman titties
0: yeah mm-hmm. we can sell a lot of sex and a lot of butt
1: we need nipple. like a, like an absurdly sexy Riddler please stop feeding people to penguins <laughs>
2: yeah no uh, no no gross penguin man, no trash man. Uh, now it's time for the sex man.
0: the sex man is here <laughs> yeah. and he's man
2: he fucks
0: he fucks everything, everyone. He is the pansexual god that we all truly needed, I guess, who was doing a lot of david Bowie, like nineteen seventy three David Bowie kind of yeah. stuff, which is hot and good uh, and also. He's also doing like so when I was young, when I was very young and I hadn't seen the movie yet, but I saw a lot of like previews of it. And I remember seeing a great thing, you know, at the age of 11 here on like the news. And this was the same summer that Species came out, which is the hot alien girl movie. And she has sex with dudes. And there's that famous scene. She fucks some guy in a bathroom and like her tongue goes through his head. Whole ass thing. Uh, to me, at 11, this was fascinating. And I remember seeing, like, a news thing that was like, the villains are this summer's hottest heroes. Like, that was, like, the thing. Uh, so that was a lot for me. But, yeah, uh, the Riddler, his origin story kind of shows up here, where which is he is a scientist who is obsessed with Bruce Wayne to a very... Very gay degree. He has, like, the guy's poster from, like, Ms. Gotham in his, like, cubicle. He's getting fired from his job for being too smart uh, and also very uh, unethical.
2: Because he wants to invent VR. He wants to invent VR? They're like, no, no, there's no future in this. Nintendo already released the Virtual Boy (laughs) and uh, nobody liked it. Wait, let me just see when the Virtual Boy came out. Yeah, it didn't work. The Virtual Boy was released in 95, so.
0: Same year. So yeah. I think it's all connected. Uh, it was Edward Nigma,
2: a- My uncle who works for
1: Nintendo, Edward
2: Nigma,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my God. Which, exactly. as Nikki
2: pointed out, sounds unfortunately like N-word Nygma.
0: Yeah. That's not great. It's not oh, great. No. The way certain characters say it, mm-hmm. not great. Not the best. No, not the not best. Not great. Maybe one of the biggest knocks against the movie, to be honest. Um. But yeah, so he stages the suicide of uh, an officer at Wayne Industries, and then starts uh, sending out Riddler messages. And during his sort of plotline, he becomes the Riddler through the use of his sentient puppet thing, uh, to like understand yeah, what it's his like true a, identity is—a
2: fair fortune teller thing, like in um, Big, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: But it it's, knows things and it responds to him. So I think it's sentient. Yeah,
2: it might be alive. It's never really explained <laughs> if it's like possessed or just like a robot that he made. Like I could see it just being like a, like an automated kind of like UG yeah. board basically.
0: Yeah, he, he made it. And he, cause okay, he can yeah. look into brains. Like he right. can look into so brain waves. His, so.
2: his whole thing is like he invents this device that... Let's people watch TV in virtual reality. (laughs) Which involves, instead of just like putting 3D goggles on, it involves like doing brainwave stuff. And Bruce Wayne is like, no, that's unethical because you could steal people's brains too. And he's like, I'm not going to steal people's brains. And then he realizes that he can steal people's brains. (laughs) It's not clear because he's like, I'm getting smart by stealing your brain. But then when he's done stealing his boss's brain, who he is like, tied up to, like, test his invention on. His boss doesn't seem like he's dumb. Like, his boss goes back to normal once they turn it off. So right! It's like,
0: he gets his brain back.
2: Like, does he just also, like, does he not steal it, but he just, like, makes a copy, basically? Like, I think maybe I that's think it. I think
1: it's, like, I think it, so, from the, they have, like, a montage of, like, every, if when it, it goes into everyone's homes. I mm-hmm. thought it, like, slowly built up and got worse over time. So, like, oh. yeah, maybe the or first me, time... He's like a brain did, vampire? He, yeah, it's oh. like a brain vampire, exactly. So, so Ed yeah. Bagley Jr. is just, like, okay the first time, but if he kept feeding on him, eventually <laughs> he would just become so, a fish man. I mean,
2: yeah, I think part of the plan is basically just, like, he'll know everything, and, like, you know, he'll have social security numbers, he'll have all this stuff, but, like, I don't think his goal is, like, to get rich. He just wants to prove that he is, like, the smartest guy in the room yeah. and the world. Yes. And uh, I love... That, as a motivation for the Riddler in general, because, like, in terms of Batman villains, like, okay, you've got Two-Face, he wants revenge. Um, Joker is just, like, you know, crazy agent of chaos or whatever. A lot of Batman villains, like, want revenge against him or someone else. Yeah. And the Riddler kind of does, but he mostly wants to prove that he's smarter than Batman.
0: Yeah, he's the ultimate edge lord.
2: Like, that's why like, he leaves riddles for him, right? Because he's, like... Yeah. Like... You know, you'll never be able to solve these. And like Bruce Wayne easily wriggles his way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: well they're very really easy hero. riddles. Oh, sorry. Go
1: ahead. Oh, no. I was just saying they're very easy riddles. But they're yeah, they are. Yeah. He is his hero. You know what? The, like his little shrine in his office did kind of make me think of this time, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parasite. Oh, Ooh.
0: shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like. Also,
2: okay yeah <laughs> this is, my whole is a long statement. lost
0: prequel so, to parasite <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I love that so his arc is yeah working for wayne tech he's like ed bedley jr hates him he gets uh you know he resigns i guess after he kills his boss and then goes to start his own company and immediately becomes like mega rich somehow i guess from robbing banks and stuff with two-face right yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, that like, helps. his first, like, before he does that, he, like, sees Two-Face on TV and is, like, oh, supervillains exist. I could do that. And then he does, like, a fucking, like, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire scene of, like, <laughs> costume <laughs> ideas. <laughs> like, Thank like, you for bringing he this just, up. And like, like, not gay enough. Still not gay <laughs> enough. Like, And ends up <laughs> with this fucking, like, um, what's his name? Uh that guy who helps you get money from the government um god what's his name the guy who wears the suit the guy who wears the suit i I don't i don't know he's a real man um (laughs) Uh, do you want me to google (laughs) real man wears a suit money (laughs) government matthew lesko matthew lesko
0: Oh, 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 oh. No, it doesn't oh. have dollars on it.
2: It has question marks. He wears a yeah. suit that has yeah, yeah, question yeah. marks on it and a bow tie. And he's like, I can save you tons of money from the government.
1: Oh, yes, yes, This yes, guy. Yes. Yes.
0: Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
1: can I so point yeah. out real fast, though, that his method for uh, trying out his costumes is software uh-huh. that is, uh, it's Michelangelo's David yep. with his yep. face
0: on it. Yep.
1: that's how he sees himself and he just like puts clothes on that
0: yeah it's uh, it's
1: incredible detail
0: it's really good it's really really good uh the other origin story that happens in this beautiful film is uh robin's also incredibly gay uh backstory so in that uh there is a circus which is a very fun like alt circus kind of thing going on uh where two-face sees that you know all the rich people are there so definitely they'll know who batman is so he which is uh, like stages not yeah. a
2: bad deduction right it's no, like this pretty is his smart. smartest move. he's like oh yeah. yeah batman is obviously someone who has tons of resources and is like well connected and stuff so like definitely he is someone here or they know who he is
0: yeah, yeah. which like fair play his best moment, pretty much, uh, in terms of like being smart and controlling his impulses and all those other things uh, that he has a hard time with. Uh, so he stages a bomb uh, and Robin and his family of acrobats uh, are in tiny tights and we get a lot of butt shots. So many butt shots. There is so much butt in this scene. It's beautiful and good. Uh, best and shot doing in the movie. Butt shots best what? Shot,
1: best shot and edited scene in the movie, honestly. I,
0: it's incredible. A, a it's,
1: pretty poorly right. shot and edited movie. In my opinion, especially yes. in terms
2: of action, this scene is actually like quite nicely done. Wait, you don't oh, like yeah. the action fight sequences that look like they're from Batman sixty <laughs> six? They like, don't, don't actually. Like, the cuts, to me, look like that.
1: The hard because cuts. I can't tell what's happening or where
2: anyone is. I think it would be much better if they had like, you know, title cards that were just like blammo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes, that would have
2: Yeah, it would have been or, boom. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> No argument here. I think
0: you're right. I absolutely think you're right. I do, I will say later on though that how much I love the production design in this movie. Um, But uh, for now, just a lot of butts and uh, the family attempts to defuse the bomb or get rid of the bomb through acrobatics, but they all die except for Robin, who is the hero who was able to throw the bomb into the conveniently placed water uh, so that now nobody dies. And then Bruce Wayne uh, in another very gay move Uh, invites this 20 something grown man who is wearing a left earring, which in 1995 was like queer coding by 100 percent to wear only one earring in your left ear was like, oh, yeah, that's like a queer coding thing in media. Yeah. Uh,
2: (laughs) Can we talk about how old Robin is supposed to be here? I'm very confused about about that. <laughs> right, okay, because let me see how old Chris O'Donnell was in nineteen ninety-five. Obviously that doesn't mean Because he
1: has this line that, about social services.
2: Yeah. So he makes it sound to-
1: like he's supposed to be a teen.
2: So he's under eighteen. Is uh, supposed to be? Chris O'Donnell was born in nineteen seventy, so he was twenty-five. Sure. Um, in ninety-five. So is he supposed to be playing a seventeen year old because he's a grown-ass man?
0: He's a grown ass man. And uh, Bruce Wayne says something about, oh, be a college student, which makes me think he's at least 18 to 22.
2: Right. like his, It seems like his parents have just like prevented him from going to school in favor of just like <laughs> being a traveling acrobat. Like, Right. <laughs> like, why hasn't Child Protective Services already been called?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's homeschooled. Uh, guess, a lot of this yeah. curriculum involves going his own way because his dad said to do that. I mean, so. yeah, he's
2: homeschooled in like fighting, I guess, because he's very good at it, which is not something that you would like. Oh, he's yeah. a gymnast. I get it. But like he doesn't do a lot of gymnastics when he fights. He just punches people really well.
0: Well, right. I guess if you're
1: like a carny, like it's a tough life,
2: you Ooh, know? Yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the carny had life. to fight.
1: Life he on the had road. had to
0: fight.
1: Yeah, life on the road. <laughs> It's difficult. There's a lot of people trying to scam you. Everybody's, you know, trying to, like, they have to be tough. I mean, did you see how well his, how tough his mom was?
0: Yeah, she's a and tough lady. And she's this lady. tiny,
1: like,
2: she's this okay, wait. tiny little Mary how Martin was, lady. How old was Val Kilmer in, uh, in 95? 47. Probably, like, late 30s. Um, that's my guess. I'm always
0: going over because of how good looking
2: He was 36. He
0: he was thirty six. He was my yeah. age. Jesus, so he's only
2: like ten years older than Chris O'Donnell.
0: Yeah, and his his daddy. Uh, so they're there's within.
2: Also- I think by most. Well, it depends. There, this may be a <laughs> problematic age gap. Um,
0: uh, I think well. there's.
1: I, I do not think there's a problematic age gap. I think if yeah. there's any issue, it's like the differential, the power differential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know 100%. what. They have an immediate soul bond of right, being the same. sexy orphans.
2: Yeah, who yes. want revenge. This absolutely sounds like the setup for an anime, like yeah. just yeah. like like something or- like Twilight Orphans or something like that. Oh my god, I would love this show.
0: And it's also, also like live- two winged creatures, right? It's Robin and a bat. Like, it's true. Oh my
2: god, the fucking Robin birds of a
0: feather. When it's just so- like,
2: oh, I saved my brother, and my dad's like. You're a hero like a robin because that's the only <laughs> bird I can think of that flies.
0: <laughs> like, he also bucks. asked Batman, Hey, you go to a lot of biker bars, Bruce? Which right. Is he, it's like the gayest line. Of and Joel all Schumacher time.
2: Like, denies all this stuff. He's like, No, oh, no, it's not. It's like not gay. Um, what? But, <gasps> right. Well, most, I think Batman and Robin is like more. Uh, seen as gay, but yeah, he, he yeah. basically thinks like that the only reason that people say these things is because he is gay. But like, mm, uh,
1: uh, I don't know. Let's, uh, like, the, <laughs> one of the first conversations between Batman and love interest, Chase Meridian, is I haven't had much luck with women. Maybe yeah. you haven't met the right one.
2: Right, right. Which yeah. is
1: like, I don't, I don't, I feel like yeah. that's pretty clear cut.
0: Yeah. I, I think so too, and there's also like I'll make a point later, or maybe I, I guess I'll just say it now, uh, which is like how queer coded uh, the Joker is. It's like all all the way in the scene in the in the first scene with the Joker. Sorry, the Riddler, the Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler. My apologies, I just did a bad. Uh, the Riddler and uh, Tommy I'm Lee the Jones Riddler,
1: character. baby. Sorry, the
0: Riddler, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they are basically giving each other blowjobs with their eyes, like the whole time, like they're like. Inches away from each other with their mouths open towards each other, uh, even though they have the very hot girl's sugar and spice uh, in there with them. And that's all nice and everything. Uh, But there's just so much queer coding going on. I kind of like wanted to put it to the test of, okay, so oftentimes and this isn't something uh, it's connected to something else Merit and I watched recently, which was called Scream Queen. Uh, which is about the star of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, who had, uh, was a gay dude who basically uh, was, was really harassed and really had a very hard time after making Nightmare 2, which was deemed the gayest horror movie of all time and, and all this other stuff. A lot going on, but I'll just briefly say there's a moment in that documentary where there's a film professor who talks about uh, a lot of queer viewers of horror had to become scavengers. And that was that meant, like, you have to get your queer representation anywhere you can get it. And I'm kind of connecting this to Jill Schumacher being a gay director, making these big-budget movies, and having to kind of hide a little bit of the queer coding. Or, like, oh, it's always acceptable to make villains queer-coded, right? It's always acceptable, you know, in the 80s, in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, that's the only place you could have anything kind of gay, right? And I kind of wondered if, like, if not subconsciously, because I'm not a film professor. I mean, I guess I am, but I'm not that kind of film professor. <laughs> uh, but like, is that kind of what was going on? Is that like the way that Schumacher put a little gay in this? Because uh, it's it's real gay. It's real real gay.
1: I think that you're giving him. A, I don't even want to call it credit, but I don't know how much <laughs> thought was put into anything right. in this movie. Yeah.
0: Sure, that's um, a good point. Yeah,
1: like I, he was pro like. Okay, 20,000 dudes he's had sex with. He was yep. doing, I think, a lot of drugs. I think oh, yeah. it was like Coke or Speed or something. Speed. He was
0: really Speed. Into Definitely speed. Speed. Really speed. Really into yeah. Speed.
1: Uh, So if you're doing a lot of Speed and you're keeping up, a, like, uh, sexual habits that net you 20,000 different people, not 20,000 different encounters, 20,000 different people you've had sex with. Right. Do you really have time to, like, think about queer coding? Sure. Or sure. anything? Mm, or like shot yeah. or like shot construction or your you know, your angles or anything. No. You're just like doing it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: I'm... that's how I read that's how I read The Riddler. It's just like, this is just what yeah. happened. And for some reason Jim Carrey like, maybe Joel said, like, hey Jim Carrey, can you do that line again? But at the end, can you just like part your lips, pause, and look at Tommy Lee Jones really, really sexily? Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the scene for some reason, or Jim Carrey just did that because he's a very, very, very good actor. Yeah, and knows what and knows what he needs to do to like be the star that Jim Carrey was in 1995.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point.
1: But I do think that there is like a lot of. I guess I attributed it, attributed it more to like this gay Chad gaze that I feel like is on the whole thing. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, Do 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 elaborate.
1: So, like, okay, so the Chad versus Virgin meme, right? The Virgin is, like, looks down, wears all black, like, very meek, like, walks fast to avoid people. And the Chad is, like, bright colors, stands up straight, walks around very violently in everyone's face, super aggressive, like. And this movie, to me, like, is very aggressive in its pacing, and it's editing. It's two hours long for some reason. Oh yeah, this no is books. which is yeah, a, this movie should be ninety minutes maximum.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's way way too long.
1: It's way too long. Uh, there's so much fucking movie packed into this movie. I haven't seen this much movie in a movie since Con Air.
2: <laughs> it's a lot of movie.
1: There's so many things that happen. Riddler and Two Face play Battleship for no reason. Yes, <laughs> at one point. Yes, it's like for a while.
0: They hired scuba diving goons just for that scene. Chris O'Donnell like, has like that.
1: a has like a laundry scene where he does martial <laughs> arts on his laundry, yep. but it's like mm-hmm. sexy and it's like thirty seconds. Makes no yeah. sense in context. Nope, and it's just there. Yeah. So yeah, the whole movie is done in this like. That's why I, when I opened, I was like, I am not equipped fully to appreciate this movie because I have not had sex with twenty thousand people.
0: Sure, And I think sure.
1: to really, like, this is a movie for that person.
0: Yes. This is a huh. movie
1: who lives at that speed. Yeah. and I don't live at that speed. I'm too much of a virgin. But I can I appreciate the chadness right. of this movie.:
0: This is I, like that framework makes so much sense to me. I think you're absolutely right about this. And the neon colors and the backlight uh, and all yeah. that shit just supports all of this. Like the colors, that,
1: ne- that 90s green. Oh, I live for green. that 90s green. Yeah. That Nickelodeon slime green, it's so good. It's incredible. It's but yeah, incredible. that's my reading of the of the queer coding and stuff, is that it's just like, yeah, it's just gay Chad.
0: Yeah, it's just gay Chad. I, um, so on the not gay side, I suppose, we have Nicole Kidman, who has never been hornier in her life uh, than she is for Batman and his black rubber nipples, uh, which is... Also a very good part of this, so we had a couple of uh, our uh, colleagues just give notes about this. uh, And (laughs) yeah, uh, one of Steven's notes is, Nicole Kidman is unbelievably horny, uh, which is very, very good uh steven also said i saw this movie about 250 times growing up and only now remember just inc- how incredibly gay carrie is in this movie personally love how much of a crush he has on bruce wayne and his rivalry for uh two faces attention with his sexy game show henchwoman uh <laughs> very good <laughs> very good shout what out to drew barrymore
2: yeah,
0: oh my god and debbie
1: i have to say like talking to i have a lot of ex- like moments in like high school and college where I was talking to women about like the first time they were felt attracted to women. And a lot of people mentioned Drew Barrymore in this movie. Wow. That was because I actually didn't see this. I didn't see this movie until adulthood. So the main framework I had for this was this is where uh, Riddler's Revenge, the roller coaster at Magic Mountain came from. And also (laughs) what turned a lot of women I knew uh, into people who wanted to have sex with women.
0: So thank you, Drew Barrymore. I love I actually really do love that it's Drew Barrymore who did that and not uh, Chase Meridian, who does a lot of like pretty awesome things in this, including be very horny and forward about her horniness and has a boxing scene where she's doing a boxing, uh, which is also like very uh, attractive and good. Uh, At least I am. Oh, I also am slightly surprised it was Drew Barrymore and not the other the uh, Spice henchwoman. There uh that uh that did the that did the deed. But I'm also I'm all for it. You know, whatever brings people to my side, uh I'm very happy about. Thank you for your service, Drew Barrymore. Uh that's a very good thing for you to do. God, okay. I, we're through most of the plot of this movie. What did anyone make of the sort of finale that is both a game show and a death trap? And also, uh, basically, Batman fucking kills somebody, which is a lot right there
2: um yeah so batman uh i was thinking about this more and um i think batman because he does kill the joker in the 89 movie right does he
0: oh shit it's been a while it's been a while
2: uh yeah he does wow he uh he he super kills the joker um and so he has killed someone. So we were talking about this, like because it's like yeah. he's talking about how killing someone changes you, and uh, it's like he's never, but no, he has. He did it.
0: I feel like did the video games just take that idea and make that canon, or did no, I? I mean, I think something? that
2: was no. I mean, like I think that was always an aspect of the character that okay. he's like trying to like contain his. Desire for vengeance or whatever, right? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, he just fucking kills the Joker in that one.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: well, he's being a real dick in yeah. Batman's defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Uh, it's just weird. It just kind of happens. And then it's like, well, the movie's done. Good job, everybody. <laughs> like, uh, Robin's now your official partner, which is a term they use several times. Which I, I don't like.
2: need a friend. I need, I need a partner. partner. <laughs> I know.
0: God, and there um, something are we haven't pieces, talked about yet
2: is yeah. uh, how, yep. in the Riddler's first appearance, he's wearing the clothes from like the the fortune teller machine, like the big jacket, oh but then he God, just has yeah. tights because presumably that thing doesn't have a lower half. But then, <laughs> yeah. and he also has the bowler cap, bowler hat. Uh, in every scene after that, he just gets like more and more nude. Like then after that, he's just wearing a full body suit, and he it's has so like, the face mask, and like the dyed hair but then his hair just like grows back and turns back to a normal color when he appears in public as a uh yeah as enigma so like cinema sins everything wrong with the uh, batman forever <laughs> but uh and then at the end like the jacket with like the LEDs on it
0: oh my god great.
2: it keeps me safe when i'm jogging at night. like <laughs> Wonderful. Simply wonderful.
0: It's really good. That performance is really good.
1: The ending catsuit, though, with the rhinestones, and he's, like, done his hair better, that, like, changed me.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the 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 moment I realized.
1: uh, That was the moment I realized Jim Carrey's hot.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Which was honestly, like, the reason I suggested this movie is because (laughs) I suggested it when Sonic came out, and I was like, Jim Carrey. Is Jim Carrey hot? And yep. so I was like, "We should watch Batman Forever." When I come on, you love to see it, so we can discuss if Jim Carrey's hot.
0: I I think yes, and I think you were right to ask the question uh, because it's it's incredible. I mean, even even I find Jim Carrey hot in this movie, which is you know saying a lot. Uh, and there's some like there's that just beautiful androgyny to him in this. There it's is like wild sexuality of like yes, he's unhinged and a villain and wants to steal your brainwaves to make himself smart, but also he's, like, really just slippery and pansexual and really fun to watch no matter what he's doing, even when the lines are clearly just terrible and made for, you know, the lowest hanging fruit of laughs. He has some
1: good ones, though.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the jogging at night, I actually appreciate it. Jogging
1: at night, I liked the uh, Uh not-too-many-people-are-a-summer-and-a-winter I loved.
0: (laughs) I love yeah, that that's line. I thought that was good. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because the dialogue in this is like mostly pretty stilted.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Sorry to God. whoever wrote this.
0: I mean, yeah, I, th- I think they know. They must know, right? <laughs> uh, how do we feel about Val Kilmer as Batman? How, how did Val rate as a Batman?
2: Listen, I love Val Kilmer. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, he is. Uh, he's in a, an amazing role in what is that film?
0: Heat.
2: Oh yes, Heat. That same
0: year, I think too. Kiss uh, yeah. yeah. his
2: Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, him in that yeah. um, as Gay Perry.
0: Yes. uh
2: not great here. I don't think. Um, yeah. Kind of has, like, the stoic, just, like, no emotion thing going on, um, which I guess is fine. Like, it, it works. I don't know. Bruce Wayne is, like, it's it sucks because, like, I don't know. I don't feel like Bruce Wayne should be brooding because, like, he's supposed yeah. to be, like, this, like, jackass millionaire playboy. That's his, like, disguise is he sucks. And, yeah. like... And I feel like a lot of films, like, don't do that. Like, they're just like, oh, he's, like, dark all the time when, like, really he should just be, like, a total goofball. Like, Michael Keaton is great as Bruce Wayne because he just, like, fucks around. But uh, Val Kilmer is just, like, a little flat here, I think.
1: Yeah. It's such a weird casting choice to me of Val Kilmer. Because when I think of Val Kilmer, I think, like, a much more, I don't want to say wacky, but, like, Buoyant, a much more maybe? like effusive, yeah, just like, a person with a lot more like outward emotions, and someone who's able to be like. I guess I'm also used to like my Val Kilmer is like a funny Val Kilmer, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the yeah. Val Kilmer I am used to and grew up with. So seeing this like very, like he's just like kind of a mannequin in this. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a big buff mannequin.
1: <laughs> yeah, in but just like pouty mannequin? lips.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um I yeah, I, I agree. I think I think what you said earlier is absolutely right that Jim Carrey and Nicole Kidman knew the movie they were in and probably had a lot of fun being in that movie. That is half of this movie. I also I just want to give it one quick shout out to the production design because it's incredible. The sets and the costumes are one of my favorite things about this by far and away. It looks so good. It's this like Gay ass neon city with a lot of gothic statues and uh, all the miniature shots look incredible. The CG, the CG not is so bad. much. And not even at so the time
2: good. at the time people yeah. were like, this is bad. It's not just yeah. that it hasn't aged well. But um yeah. yeah, no, the uh the Gotham here, they're drawing it from like a different era of the Batman comics. Yeah. And um I really like it. Like I like the weird art deco, um neon, like it, this weird contrast between, like, the super rich, like, giant statues of Atlas shit, and then, like, yeah. the underclass who all wear blacklight makeup and, like, yep. run around in the streets with, like, clubs and things just, like, harassing people. Yeah. Like, who are... What's their story?
0: Yeah, I wish I knew. Because they were very interesting when uh, when Robin goes for a joyride, uh, which apparently, another fun fact... Apparently, Chris O'Donnell, uh, for most of the scenes with the Batmobile, there were stunt drivers who knew what they were doing. But Chris O'Donnell insisted on like driving at one point, and he <laughs> ran the fucking car right into a curb, <laughs> like Incredible. right into a curb, <laughs> <It does. laughs> which is very, very.
2: I feel like that's very another good. point in favor of the this movie is gay analysis. Yeah, because he, Robin can't drive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. You know, yeah, I think this movie is gay. I think I think that's it. I think we we hit the calculus of this movie is real gay.
1: Oh god, I love <laughs> his eyeshadow.
0: It's so good. He's so pretty. He's so pretty. Oh my god, so <sighs> pretty. Oh yeah. I, I yeah.
1: I was not as enthusiastic about the production design. I did like a lot some of the costumes a lot. Um, sure. But I, it, I don't even know if it's the production design as much as it's just, like, the shot construction and shot choice and editing made it very difficult for me to understand the spaces of a lot of the scenes. Oh, sure, um, yeah. I think that also sure. might be because yeah.
2: none of the spaces make any fucking sense.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, everyone's apartment
2: place. is just, like, a huge granite, like, space <laughs> with, like, huge arches over the windows. Like, no one lives in, like, a human dwelling in this movie.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... But like the fight scenes, I don't underst- I didn't understand the like this. The, the it just I was felt very spatially confused and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Which again, that's like I don't blame the movie for this. I blame myself for this for not being on the level where I could understand the spaces. <laughs> um, just my head, my brain's just not f- smooth enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I found that challenging, and the uh, production design I felt didn't always help with that. Just because a lot of it was very stagey and like the like theater stagey, and yeah. which made me feel even more alienated from the space.
0: Oh sure, but. I mean I I don't think this is a movie that takes place on any dimension that's connected to reality. Yeah, <laughs> by any means, I totally agree with that.
1: But like I um, do, yeah. There were points where, like, I did enjoy the, like, feeling of confusion with space. Like, the, uh, when Robin sneaks into the Batcave by doing, like, a million gymnastics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, it takes like to nobody? It takes 40 seconds.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>, he's <does laughs> <down> to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he does, like, flippity-flip to... And what looks at the start, like a pretty simple jump from stairs to closing door, mm-hmm. he jumps from, like, stairs to balcony to chandelier to something else to, like, curtain that he swings. And it takes him, like, I don't know, 30 seconds <laughs> to get to, a, like, a five-second window of door. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's That I else, did enjoy. Uh, that Marriott pointed out regarding that scene is that the intruder alert just makes the car show up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah. comes back. Intruder
2: alert! Here's the Batmobile. If you wanted to take it,
0: <laughs> which which comes back too when uh, when the Riddler comes into the place, it's like intruder alert! Here's the car. It's what Batman? You're supposed to be a smart Batman.
1: Not you this know? Batman. He's too busy you having know? his little flashbacks.
0: Yeah, he was having emotional times with his hot psychiatrist uh, girlfriend. He was very horny for him.
2: Who like? I, f- I just remembered this. I had forgotten. Uh, she goes back and forth on the Bruce Wayne Batman thing like three times in this movie. Yup. She's like, Good oh sorry, her. sorry Bruce. I met another guy. He- I guess you could say he just swooped into my life. And then like she's <laughs> kissing Batman. and Is like mm, actually I want Bruce Wayne. And there's a scene where like he's like I understand. And like turns around and just like smirks. <laughs> and it's like ah. smiled. Yeah. It just like spreads across his face slowly. And it's uh, like it's
1: like a Grinch smile.
2: Yeah, exactly. The way it spreads oh,
1: across yeah. his face, it's terrifying.
0: Yeah. That's why he doesn't smile very often.
1: <laughs> also, it's with the mask, and the mask does not look great on Val Kilmer. It makes his no, eyes look very not. close together. Yeah. <laughs> so, like that with the weird, grinchy smile is, is this, I mean, good for him.
0: I'm happy and He looks to like s- Owl Man, not Batman in that regard. Yes. A bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, blathers, man. man here,
2: <coughs> oh blathers. I mean, you know, the owl is like a thing.
0: Oh, is it?
2: Yeah. Well, um, oh, I know.
0: I know nothing about comics. There's sadly. A,
2: yeah. There's like a whole bunch of owls. Um, oh. That uh, I don't know. There's owls in Batman. Also, the owl guy was like, wasn't Owl Man or what's his fucking name in um Watchmen? He's like, yeah, I Batman. was thinking of Watchmen.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah.
1: thinking of that guy in his, that, yeah. Dude. Leonard Cohen hallelujah sex scene. Jesus.
0: Right, Right. <laughs> sorry God, about that. The fucking that worst. fucking movie.
1: I just had to do that to you. I'm really sorry. Ugh. Uh. <sighs> I just feel like if I have to remember about that scene that everybody else has to, <laughs> so to suffer with me.
0: Thanks so much, LB.
1: But you know what is Forever not friendship that? friendship
0: canceled.
1: You know what isn't that, though? Yeah, yeah, when uh, Nicole Kidman's about to get down with Batman and there's just a shot of her hands grabbing his bat titties.
0: Yes.
1: Incredible. Mm-hmm. Again, the mm-hmm. Chad, like, that's still the gay Chad gaze. Oh, for sure. To me.
0: She's like...
1: 100%. I feel like we're supposed to identify with her because she's, I don't know, I, like, that's a, because she's introduced so early on. And like, I always feel like I'm supposed to identify with whoever the person meeting I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like I was supposed to identify with her. And the fact that I'm supposed to identify with somebody who immediately is not just, like, wanting to fuck Batman, but trying to fuck Batman at work. Yes. Is really powerful to me. And I respect it.
0: I love that her colleagues just don't think anything weird is up. And she's just, like, ready just ready to jump him like that second and the cops are just like oh, i don't know batman i guess it's a stick up like he's just incredible
1: psychiatrists you know these college <laughs> and, po- folks
0: oh she's got degrees i don't know she thinks things uh <laughs> very good this There's also- uh, this movie
1: it's wild Nicole it's Kidman. a wild movie. also
0: Rene russo was uncast because she was deemed too old, even though I think she was only like six years older than Val Kilmer at the time, which is a lot. Damn. <sighs> That's a lot. A very 90s Hollywood thing to do, I suppose. Yeah. Also, Renee Russo, also incredibly beautiful. So she could have done it just fine. But Nicole Kidman did a lot of work here and uh, did a great job, I think. Uh, okay, so I guess we should wrap up relatively soon. We could probably go all day on this movie and every performance and every uh, just kind of moment of gay uh, Chadism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, does anybody have any other thoughts that they want to add in before we do wrap up here? All right, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that as a time as a as a time to wrap up. Everyone, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining us on this cinematic journey. Uh, with gay chad and batman uh, be sure to rate and review our podcast listen to all our stuff at fanbite.com podcast follow us on twitter at fanbite media remember the media at the end of fanbite there instagram at fanbite tiktok on fanbite and of course on fanbite.com and please do watch late lunch and all of our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite lb how did you enjoy your first you love to see it
1: I had such a good time. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Good. I am very, very glad. Uh, I hope you come for more of these. Do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Yeah, you can follow me
1: on Twitter uh, at Hunk Tears. I'm usually supposed to be talking about wrestling, but right now all I do is talk about Animal Crossing. So enjoy (laughs) that with
0: me. That's good, too. That's also very good. Merit, where can people find you online?
2: Uh, I'm at Merit K.
0: Awesome. I am on Twitter at Danielle R.I., and I want to tell everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening to our podcast. Please do that whole rate and review thing; that really does help us. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I will end with the usual line of, "You love to see it." Bye. Bye.